Welcome to the hot mess episode. We'll all lead together, together forever. That's, you know, the way we've been doing it. <laughs> Gosh, you guys, how many years have we been doing this? Get your dynamics together. All right, should we get started? Uh, hey everyone, welcome back to Bundle of Hers. We have Harjeet, Lean, and Margot in the studio here to do a Resident Confessions 2.0, PGY2, whatever you want to call it. We're here. So this is a continuation of the last episode, which was Confessions of the Med Students. Um, to be fun to have compared their confessions to when we were med students and, um, in continuation of that series, Lean Harji and I are going to do confessions of residency. Um, so welcome to the conversation. <laughs> some of us are post calls. Some of us are on vacation. Lean, what are you doing? <laughs> some of us just stayed up all night for no reason and now is here. Night owl problems. So we are at the end of our season, which is really exciting. We've made it through a whole nother year and we've had the wonderful support of our new med students, which has been awesome. But this episode is just confessions of residents in our second year. So I think it's really telling that all of us had to scramble to sort of come together to make this episode because as residency progresses, you get to find you have less and less time to do the things that you love. And so here we are. I think we're at the point of PGY2 where everyone's jaded but I think that where second year residents jaded just means I'm tired. It's been a long, long time. And I feel like, you know, this is the moment where it's really culminates to. I remember also talking to my sister, who's a doctor. I remember she told me that by her second year of medicine, she was also jaded. I feel like there's maybe some hope because she likes her job now. That's good. But what I'm saying is I love psychiatry, but I'm just jaded with everything else. I think jaded is also a more blunt version of burnt out. It just means you're like not as excited about being a resident, but you do it and you know what to do. That's my current state of being. <laughs> Same. I don't know why you guys are jaded now. I was jaded for a while <laughs> before this year. <laughs> But I think now like we're given more senior responsibilities and I learned something about myself. I am not a good junior. I'm not a good follower. I think I just am the kind of person who likes to take control of things. And even though like I might not be good at it, obviously, because it's like what day one of being a senior, I find myself enjoying the shifts where I'm a senior and I'm actually like in charge and actually allocating and learning at the same time. And I'm actually finding that like some chief complaints, I walk in, and I'm just like, I already know what I'm going to do for you. It saves me a lot more time for other things as well. And then I'm also finding myself like communicating with my patients a lot more easier as well. I think now you're able to be more confident about your plans and you'll be like, okay, so this is what we're doing. And this is why. And they'll be like, oh my gosh, you know, little cute scenario there. I also realized like the reason I was really jaded as well, <laughs> is that the word of the day? I think another thing I realized as well is that a big part of why I think maybe burnout was a big thing for me or I wasn't as excited as I I love to teach. And even if I'm wrong, I love to like at least talk out plans and really come up with plans as well as bring up past things we learned and kind of just refresh your memory. And And I think working with medical students really helps me do that. And now that, you know, you're like being switched into that senior role, I think we're also like in charge of med students as well. I would love to be your med student, Lean. You're such a great teacher. I think too, what you were saying, Lean, um, and in the theme of Jaded of this episode, <laughs> 
is part of that comes from a little bit of confidence, right? And that we actually have learned a lot the past two years. So we can sit back and be a little bit more relaxed because like you were saying, most chief complaints, you already know it, go in knowing what you're going to tell the family. You don't need to double check with the attending what the plan is. And you have that confidence, which I think is really cool. And then you can also pass that along in your teaching. And so maybe part of this jadedness is actually confidence and comfort level increasing with our training. So maybe we should give some credit to that. <laughs> I guess we could like revisit at the end of being a senior and we'll probably be even more jaded and who knows what we'll be like. We'll probably be really tired. <laughs> but I think as a start, it's a good energy to start with. Or maybe we can start to now add in our own flavor. Like you you said, you know, you have a specific way you like to teach and now you have sort of the power to influence that as a senior. And so maybe at, towards the end of being a senior, towards the end of towards graduating, we're adding our own flares and flavors of what we want to be as an attending, which is kind of cool and exciting to think about. It's also terrifying as well, because you start to realize like, oh my gosh, I only have what one to two years left to like learn all the stuff that I need to really be a good attending. Yep. And I'm just realizing like, oh, why did I sleep in that journal club? Why did I not <laughs> like fully focus? I think it's easy to think that, but in the moment when you're working like 13 hour days and you feel exhausted, it's really hard to learn, right? Like at that journal club and stay awake. I will say I've been struggling with that feeling a lot because I feel like my brain's not as quick as it used to be. Mm -hmm. I used to be like super quick, could remember things, could think faster. And I'm like, wait, I need a second. I need a second to think. Yes. No, low key. I'm still like, what did they just introduce their name as to me? Like, I feel so embarrassed about this. It's low key, like early onset dementia. <laughs> For me, this past month, I was the newborn nursery senior and we do like 24 hour shifts and you're the only like doctor on at night. Of course, you have your attending and your NICU support if you need it, but you're basically the one resident in charge of like 30 newborn babies. And when problems come up, it was kind of surprising to me how much I did know what to do. I think when you're forced in the moment by yourself, we can, I can think quickly and I do know. But when it's more like you're talking about more like didactics or like rounds and you're being uh, asked pimp questions for lack of a better word, it doesn't always come very quickly. <laughs> and so I wonder if that comes back to the comfort level of being like, I don't have the mental capacity or energy to answer your question right now. So no. <laughs> right. Yeah. I also think it's like being more confident that you can handle the situation and sometimes the anxiety is good, but sometimes it's okay to also be like, I know the steps. I know what I'm doing. If something happens that isn't in the order, I know how to handle that. So in that way, it is kind of cool that we have a little bit more knowledge and we know what's going on. And being the only person in the room, I totally get that feeling because in psychiatry, we don't even have the attendings around on nights. It's just us. I mean, they're a phone call away. But we are the ones who are in charge of the hospital and there's only two night float residents, but we know what to do. And if we need more help, we know that as well, right? Like we can send them to the ED if things aren't going well. Um, I was thinking also of reflections we should have about how we've grown as people or things that have happened this year. Margo, I think this is a good question for you because... I think this year has been really important in a lot of ways. Yeah. 
So becoming a parent in residency is a big transition for sure. And I think that having a baby has a made me prioritize things differently. So I'm not as anxious about staying late or feeling the need to perform quote unquote for attendings and like be there early or be there late. Like this is my time at work. And then this is my time at home. And I feel like that's much easier to be clear cut about. I wish I could have known that before having the pressure of having a baby because I think that's so valuable for every medical trainee to be able to know that they can go home and turn everything off. It also made a lot of family situations, especially in pediatrics, land a lot more differently because I often envision like, what if this was my child? What's funny is I haven't had a kid, but I think I've had the exact same reflections as well in my PGY2 year. Number one is my time. Like I don't always have to be a resident. (laughs) That was kind of my mentality as an intern. Like I always have to be available. I always have to be going. And I think that came with learning about my boundaries, right? And this is something that I've been thinking a lot about. I think people who are femme presenting or identify as women often fall in this role of, you know, you have to fulfill everything or you have to do all the things because that's kind of the way that, you know, we're socialized or grow up is in this setting, the authority is our attending, right? Not even our patient, it's our attending. And we have to make sure that they're happy. And so we do everything, we sacrifice everything to make sure they're happy. And they're the ones who we have to quote unquote, please, which is interesting because it's like, it's really then doesn't become about the patient. And honestly, I feel like I've struggled with that my entire career, even in medical school. It's just I felt like things were more writing in medical school on them being pleased. Now I'm like, what my job is, is to be a good doctor and be there for my patient and put their needs at the highest. And they're only going to be there for 30 minutes, right? Or 20 minutes or even the entire day. But I need to focus on them when we're rounding. And that's where my priority now is. And I think that's helped with my boundaries. And also within patients, I often forget there's a team that's helping me. And so I need to be able to delegate tasks and make sure I'm not burning myself out. So in the beginning, I said I'm jaded, but I will say I do feel like I'm turning a corner. Like I'm really excited for third year because I think that now I can I'm good at like working on my boundaries. And that's kind of been my personal journey this year is boundaries. How do I set them? And also, how do I be kind to my own self? I was always here to be a doctor. So how can I go back to the reason I came into medical school, right? And interestingly enough, I'm going to laugh about this, but I won the professionalism award again this year. (laughs) So I won it two times in a row. And the reason I'm laughing... I mean, in some ways, it's kind of nice to get acknowledged that you're being professional. But in my head, I'm like, I wear open toed shoes to clinic because I'm trying to be more my authentic self. I mean, they're still cute because that's my style. I was like, what is happening? I just think it's so funny because that's not what I care about anymore. I was talking to my sister and she's like, you wear those to clinic? And I'm like, yeah. Like, how is me wearing these shoes going to impact my care for my patient? 
that's what I'm saying. That's kind of been my journey. That's hilarious because I always wear leather boots to work. And so everybody's like, this is like lean staple is like leather boots. But one thing for me, I, you know, I think especially being at an academic program, everybody's always like really big on like research and fellowships. What are you going to do for your fellowship? What are you doing after this? You know, and I realized the one thing that I think still haunts me to this day is just the interactions I've had with people telling me, you're not good enough because of your grades. You're not good enough because you didn't do research. You know, I realized like, you know, why am I doing this again to myself? It was already traumatizing as a pre-med. It was traumatizing as a med student. It was traumatizing going to residency. Why am I doing this to myself? And I had to like take a moment back and it's like, why did I go into medicine in the first place? What is it that truly made me happy? And I really, really love, love, love making the connections with patients. I love seeing patients as a whole. You know, they come to you at their worst day. They come to you with an emergency. They come to you with a sickness, but they're still a whole. And you get to like really connect with them on that basis. And I thought a fellowship is not going to get me more of that. And I think just coming to those realizations, and I think part of being jaded is a good thing in this situation because it really helps you take that moment to be insightful. I think we're very much very reflective people. I think when we're jaded, we don't just sit there and let us be jaded. I think we're very reflective about that. We go through these stages for a reason. So I would almost say like it actually helps us build who we are and really take a step back. And, you know, finally, we've made it. We've made it to where we can be attendings. You know, we can be the doctor. And so what is it that's really going to make me happy now? Totally resonate with everything you just said. I think intern year, first year of residency and medical school, like you talked about the trauma of being forced into sort of, and like Harjit said, these professional boxes and ideas of what we have to do to be a quote unquote good doctor. But what we're all reflecting on is our values of actually coming back to the patient as a whole and connecting with the patient as being important, not only to us, but to medicine. And so I wonder what you guys, now that we've gone through two years, and I think we're all at different places in our residency. So I have three more years and I think both of you have two more years. Um, what your goals are for next year as a third year looking forward into being seniors. For me, I would say is now I'm actually able to like focus on what I need to know that's important, kind of fill in the gaps. Like I think we learn to just really get into a routine as intern years because we're just rushing around. We're just trying to get things done. We're just putting in labs. But now I'm trying to build that system where it's like, why do they do this? Why should we do this? What is the actual like right standard thing to do? You know, like really refining that practice back to what is good for the patient. I want to reiterate what Lean said and also include that for me as a third year is the first time that we get experience in outpatient psychiatry. I think it's going to be a really huge shift for me and kind of see that like longitudinal care model, what it means to an out, be an outpatient psychiatrist, when to know, when to refer a patient to the hospital and how much can you take care of outpatient. That's going to be something that I'll be learning a lot about. Also, I think there's more autonomy in the outpatient setting. So those are the things that I'm looking forward to doing. And I'm also looking forward to going back a little to the reason why I wanted to be in medicine and psychiatry in general. I requested for a half-day research elective, but hopefully I'll be doing decolonized research. Basically, I'm using that time to share knowledge because that's what I really care about. 
I agree with both of you that up until this point, I had also been very reactionary. And I think it's just by nature of training because we're thrown into it and we have very little time to think and you're just doing this and mimicking what your attending tells you and sort of going off of those models and protocols. But now that we're seniors or will be seniors next year and have a little bit more time to like think for ourselves and sort of establish our own teaching methods and interests that's really what I'm looking forward to is being able to focus more and hone in on the areas of adolescent medicine and psychiatry that I'm very interested in pursuing as a career instead of having to do all these required rotations and things, which have had good learning, but I am looking forward to getting more dedicated time to reading more about like catatonia and treatment in adolescence and spending more time with adolescents. And I think that'll be really exciting to, like we've been talking about this whole episode, come back to why I went into this residency program and into medicine in the first place is just coming back to the patients that I want to hang out with. I also this year, I'm going to start traveling more this year. I'm going to start going places. I'm going to start exploring more this year. Yeah, I love that. I think that's on my plan list as well. This next year is traveling more, getting out more. I think the pandemic really changed the way I started interacting in the outside world. So I want to get back to who I was before or a newer version, a better version of me, a more grown up version of me. But I'm really excited about that too, Lean. Yeah, I think it's important. I think we see a lot of people on their worst day in the hospital. And I think it's starting to also maybe jade us a bit. And I think it's important to see what people are like on a normal day. And so that we can still stay in tune with the world because this is really isolating. Oh, definitely. Agreed. Um, I think with that, I also wanted to talk about like a little bit about our goals for Bundle of Hers. I'm really excited about our medical student voices. I think they've been adding a lot to the conversation and our new bundlers. They're super thoughtful, super kind, and also I think really good friends to all of us, which has been great. But I'm really excited for Bundle of Hers next year. I think that it's been cool to see its growth. And I feel like we're doing topics that are important, a little bit more radical. And I think that's been our goal ever since we graduated medical school is to have really honest and thought provoking conversations about how we feel and things that impact us. And it's been really great to have more people added to the bundles. And now our bundles are growing. No, I think it's important. I think they're going to keep us connected on a continuum of, you know, who we were and where we're going. So I think it's going to keep us uh, humble in a sense, right? Because we're going to remember, oh, yeah, like this is what it was like. And they're going to look at us and be like, this is what can be like, you know, so it's gonna be cool. Maybe when we're attendings and they're residents, oh, that'd be even cooler. <laughs> yeah, manifesting our thoughts. And yeah, Lean, I think that's so important because there's a lot of divisions that are created with hierarchies. So I think this is our way of imagining how our world can be and we can learn from each other and grow with each other. And again, look at a decolonized view of what it means to pass on education or learn from people that are in younger times of training than us. So I'm really excited about another season and so happy that everyone and our audiences have been joining us since we've started, since we were baby second, were we second years when we recorded our first episode? I mean, we were starting. Yeah, that's crazy. It's been kind of like a full second year circle, right? 
Thank you so much for everyone who listens to Bundle of Hers. If you've been an OG fan or if you've just started listening, we are super grateful for you. You can listen to our podcast on all podcasting platforms. Leave us reviews. Please um, send us messages on Instagram at Bundle of Hers so we can really see and understand if how these episodes are impacting you. If there's things you want to listen to, please let us know. Thank you so much for joining us through our journey and also our new season. Again, we're so thankful for you. I think that's pretty much it, right, y'all? That sounds good. You're just missing the your own bye-bye. I can't do that. Oh, I missed, I did miss Bushra. Shout out to Bushra. (laughs) 